2: Financial. Money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. What a day yesterday, huh? That's the best way of saying it. What a day. Does the market have you scared? If it does, uh, time to think about what you're doing. Hearing the fire alarm. Which means it's time to get out of the stock market. It's time to get out of the stock market. Run, run, run. Major averages fell more than 3% as further risks loom. Traders are pointing to a yield curve issue. I got more texts from friends and family yesterday. More emails, more concern than I have in a long time. Market was down 3%. Now, why? Today, the market is closed in honor of George H.W. Bush's passing. A day of mourning for a nation when a president in the United States, there's been 45 of them, passes. The markets is my job, not politics. I will say a lot of things about our presence. I think they're great people. I think they do great work. I think it ages you. I think it is a very impossible job. When 48% of the country hates you, no matter who you are. So investors got a humbling day yesterday. Today is a new day. Tomorrow is a new day. Friday will be a big day for the jobs market. At first glance, we got a less aggressive Federal Reserve and calming words on trade last Thursday, Friday, and this Monday. But that's not enough to please a market that has anxiety. Have you ever had anxiety and tried to go to bed? It's not a good combination. The issue is the possibility economic and earnings growth will slow down or stop next year. That's a reality, I think. That's that's the real issue here that makes us anxious. Earnings growth will slow down or stop next year. That is a likelihood that has been unlocked due to the trade war. That doesn't seem to be going away. And on Monday, when you listen to the show, I, I gave you a, a large amount of skepticism that a trade deal was really done over the weekend between the Chinese and the United States. The Dow Jones Industrial Average sank 800 points, eight hondos yesterday. Bond yields tumbled. They stumbled. They bumbled. Now, that's one day, and reading too much into one day is typically a mistake. But I get it. I get it. You got like a death cross going on. You got bonds like yelling, "Recession is coming! Recession is coming! Recession is coming!" But this is all yesterday, and today we honor former President George H. W. Bush. There's a lot of narratives going on right now on Wall Street. There's a lot of lurking in the in the in the dark. There's something to suggest the decade-long expansion that has fueled the bull market is in greater jeopardy than economists realize. Let's repeat that thought for one more time. The greatest bull market, the decade-long expansion, is in greater jeopardy than economists realize. How do we go from full employment, things are great, to next year looks like a recession. Well, housing is softened for 11 straight months. Interest rates have climbed, making affordability tougher for home buyers. Big economic engine in the United States. Whether you buy and paint, rebuild and fix, or whether you tap equity to pay for your kid's college, it's an economic engine. So that's out there. The auto industry, we've seen companies like GM say, we're shutting down three factories. Now, again, is that damning to an economic expansion? It's one factor. It's one factor. It's telling you that cars aren't selling as well. But then again, cars haven't been selling well since you know Lyft and Uber got on the scene saying, let's share cars. Now, the yield curve signal is incredibly inane and dull to talk about. Noise abounds. Stock gyrations go. It's not a coincidence. Treasuries fell below the five-year rate for the first time in a decade. A more closely watched relationship spread between the two and the 10-year remains positive. Although it gets slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. What you need to know, that's a bad thing, and it focuses on... It doesn't focus on. It's pre-told. The prophecy has said: when it collapses, there will be no more economic expansion. You'll get decelerating global growth. You'll get concerns about margin pressure from higher labor costs. We want minimum wage to go higher. We want a livable wage, and it's going to have a ramification. Now, again, not a damning one, not one that ends all, bees all of the stock market. Tariffs are not good. Tariffs are another word for taxes. Do you remember George H.W. Bush once said, no more new taxes? And then he put out a new tax, and he didn't get reelected. That's how much the populace hates taxes. Now again, is that the one thing that doomed his presidency from a reelection? I don't know. I'm not that smart, but I can tell you, crude oil prices have plunged, housing has plunged, uh, tapered off, maybe not plunged, but decelerated. So no more economic upside, no more looking at our chops. You have regulation potentially on Facebook and other big tech companies. So dropping oil prices, tech under pressure, higher interest rates, borrowing costs go up for not only you and me and mortgages, but on the millennials who want to get a mortgage, which is okay because historically we're at pretty low levels. And if I could slap a millennial around, I know you're saying that would be a good show on Friday. Right get a millennial, dead. get a millennial in studio and just slap them. I'd say interest rates are so low, stop complaining. But housing prices have gone up. So I get the complaint. So there's a defensive posture. Have you ever been in a parking lot and a big guy comes up to you and you you get as big as you can, you get in a defensive posture. Since the SP five hundred peaked in late September, defensive areas of the market have gained traction. Doomsayers are coming out. Gold advertisements are ramping up. Odds of the re- economic cycle weakening have increased. Utilities, real estate, and consumer staples have been the safest areas in stocks. Communication stocks are down 9%. Information tech down 10%. Materials down 10%. Industrials down 11%. Energy down 11% as a group. That's telling you that we're not really are believing next year's going to be a big economic year. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: investing in more we have a down market uh the markets are actually closed today so don't stress too much if you don't see anything going on um it's not like the market's broken (laughs) although i kind of like that idea that can sell tickets the market's broken right 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't be shy. This is a good time to listen to shows like mine and CFP's, Chad Burton's, to just come up with some ideas and do you panic or do you not? I think those are really good questions. I gave some ideas on Stockster at 52-week lows. Now how about some Stockster 10, 20, or 30% off? Does it mean you'll make money this year? Probably not. If we are truly indeed heading into a recession, the market was down big yesterday. The market's closed today. If we are truly heading into a recession, it's okay. We've had one before. We've had multiple. We just haven't had one in a long time. And guess what? We forget. Right? So... President George H.W. Bush, he died November 30th at age 94. Think about that for a second as an investment lesson. 94 years old. So let's say he worked like your dad and mom did until he was 60. He had 34 years of retirement. This is the first time the market closed for the death of a president since 2007 for former President Gerald Ford. This doesn't happen every day. So... It's a solid moment. It's a nice moment to reflect on the great things of America, and the, the Bill of Rights. It's a pretty great country. Capitalism kind of rocks and rolls. With that said, suddenly cash is looking more and more attractive than stocks. Capitalism has had its way. Now, do markets typically signal this as clearly as it's been signaled with a slowing down in housing, with GM shutting down some factories? with massive tax cuts to goose the economy, with wildfires and uh, hurricanes slowing down uh, economic activity, but also creating rebuild. This seems to be pretty obvious to me with a 10-year Treasury. Now, the good news is we've already moved it, and we've moved it sizably. But it's still at, at pretty low levels, historically speaking. So, the roof is not on fire. Sometimes there's a pause that refreshes. Sometimes there's a recession that cleans things out. Let me give you the best example of a, a recession that cleans things out that I can. In 2000, I'm hanging out in the marina in San Francisco. And if you're not from San Francisco, it's where the young kids live. And they all happen to be six foot five and beautiful, whether you're talking about a man or a woman. And it was competitive. I was like, I got a six-figure job. I've come from the East Coast. I'm kind of a hot, hot thing. But not here, I wasn't. Because in 2000, the dot-com boom was going on. And if you were a secretary at a dot-com, you were rolling in stock options. And you were making money hand over fist. And you were buying homes you couldn't afford. You were going to restaurants you shouldn't be eating at. Back when $25 steaks were priced at $100, now $25 steaks are priced at 50 But... The high-end places, uh-huh, slanted door, I'm speaking to you. Fifth floor, this is what we're talking about. I had monkey butt coffee in 2000. Monkey butt coffee would be, of course, from lemurs that go around and pick up the coffee bean, eat it. Ah! They get their excrement and their oils and their hormones and their pheromones all over it, and then some poor farmer picks up that poop. Cleans it off and sells it as monkey butt coffee. Get in my belly! $50. $50 for a gallon of it. A gallon? I don't know. What do they serve? Not a gallon. What do they serve? A pot of coffee. What's a pot? Now that I'm thinking about it, did I get ripped off? Was I supposed to get a gallon instead of a pot of coffee? Right. But anyway, a pot of coffee. It was the most delicious coffee I ever had. I've never had it since because the excesses were so large then. That you kind of felt like, you know what? I've never eaten escargots. I think I might try. Oh, it tastes like garlic and butter. Yum. So excesses tend to happen. And that's okay. That's normal. That's healthy. It, It happens. It's out there. With that being said, 2000, 2001, 2002, the stock market cleaned out. It flushed out the excesses. It said, you know what? Everyone can't be beautiful coming straight from high school or college and getting a job paying six-plus figures. So the traffic thinned down. The lines at restaurants thinned down. The monkey butt coffee, lemur coffee, no longer selling for as much as it was because the demand wasn't there. You could only make so much of that stuff a year. So the demand was, was, was ready when times were good, but the supply was too much when times were bad. So, recessions are okay in my opinion. Great companies will be great companies. Was Apple alive? Was Google alive? Did they survive? It's like I survived the stinking stock market crash and all I have is this dumb t shirt. Yes, those will be printed. Will it last six months, 12 months, 20 months, 24, a year, two years, three years? Typically 12 to 18 months. So, cash looks attractive right now. Is it is it coming? It looks like it is. It's pretty obvious from all the statistics, the higher interest rates, the corporate debt issues, the tax cut already being there. Can't do another one. Congress is going to say, not going not to do it. Not going to do it. Not on my watch. A little shout out to number 41. Not going not to not do it. So, I myself kind of wish instead of a day of mourning, we just had a day of Dana Carvey Saturday Night Live impressions. Now thousand points light. Um, wow. You know what's weird is if you take a look at Dana Carvey, is just Google him. His son's getting into comedy, and it's just weird. Yeah, I get like a professional baseball player. I hung around the Cleveland Indians my whole life. My son did too, and my son's going into. Hockey or baseball or football. You, you get it. You get the dad who's a sport. Like, I don't get the comedian who does Saturday Night Live impressions. His kid doing Saturday Night Live impressions. That's terrible. It's terrible. Um, the Dow crashes yesterday. It was a bad day. I always know it's a bad day when Kron calls me in and says, hey, can you come in? I'm like, no, it's snowing up in Tahoe. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm not coming in. There's George W. H.W. Bush we're paying attention to tomorrow. We're going to have a day of morning that's still in our style. So, I didn't want to go in because I get that a big day makes people freak out. So, I'm, I'm turning to Warren Buffet. He's the man. Who's the man? Warren Buffet is the man. He looks for companies with book value and discounts. He's talked about it year over year over year to the point of It's nauseating. It's not an easy stock master valuation trade. You're not going to master it. So I highly recommend looking for a financial planner if you're freaked out about down markets. The decade-long run for the bull market, there's a lot of concerns right now. Now, there's going to be some reprieves, but a lot of those those concerns aren't going away. Housing isn't really terribly affordable. The tax cuts aren't, you know, there's not going to be another round of tax cuts, In fact, we know tax cuts down the road are going to expire, and we're going back to higher taxes. Now, whoa, you sound gloomy, Rob. I'm not gloomy. Buybacks across the corporate sector continue to reach new records. It becomes questionable now if maybe they should have been investing in the company instead of buying back stocks at all-time highs, Right. A couple weeks ago, we're like, hey, st- they find their own stock attractive at these all-time highs. That's good enough by me. So the, the story is the same, but our narrative is different. Warren Buffett recently bought $4 billion worth of J.P. Morgan, a bank stock that has since entered into a correction. But if he was right, he doesn't have to be correct today. Having conviction and staying in power on what I would refer to as your market bets, your market places, your market investments, your ideas, your belief in capitalism. I think it, it, it has a, an awesome, it, it, it's powerful. But you don't go out naked and swim in the tide that's pulling out. I know you're saying, Rob, the idea of you swimming naked in a tide that's pulling out nauseates me and makes me want to lose weight. Perfect. I've accomplished one thing today if I've accomplished one thing. Oh, my, my, my. Don't swim naked in a tide that is receding. The market is receding right now. Now, you have to have a lot of confidence if you're going to go out in the ocean. Because there's going to be times where it's, it's, it's pretty tricky out there. It's pretty tricky right now. There's a transition going on. Now, stock futures yesterday closed higher. Now, that's after a route on the market. I like routes. I've talked about this already. Uh, San Francisco in 2000, 2001, 2002, it created excesses, curbs those excesses. It cuts down on inflation. It cuts down on speculation. I know someone who worked at a, a business to consumer company or consumer to business, consumer to consumer or business to business. Do you remember all these like dumb things we were saying? And she bought a house in Santa Cruz, a cliff house on the ocean with stock options She lost it because she never converted the options into cash. Humbling lessons. No. I'm Rob Black. I'm not stressed. I'm not freaked out. I'll let you know when the roof is on fire. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
0: KDOW. So,
2: you know me. I'm a fan of funeral pop, death pop. Okay, not really a fan because it's the only band that does it, but it is what it is. Is the market dying? Is that what Rob's trying to say? Honey, I think Rob's trying to say that the market's dying. Not trying to say the market's dying. But the obvious signs that the market was struggling have been writing on the wall for a long time. Let's talk a little bit about this. Not too much, but a little bit. I like to compare myself to a gardener. And... While the DJ is spinning the wheels of steel, like it ain't no thing because he is so real. He's cutting the jams with a wave of his hand, and it sounds so fresh, it'll make you stand. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no roof, right? The market doesn't need a roof because we got job market strength, which is going to surprise investors on Friday. Oh, there's a lot going on, though. We have the holidays. We are spending money. Factors include some uh, hurricane storms, some holiday hires, Amazon pay gains in the United States. labor market remains bright, but it's going to cool in 2019. It's as good as it gets. When Little Red Riding Hood, no, 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 no. Who's the one who goes after the bears and, and breaks in their house as a burglar? Yeah, yeah, the blonde, Goldilocks. She breaks in the bear's house, and she doesn't really. She goes, "Man, this this jobs market's too hot. It, it needs to cool down for a while before you can eat the porridge." Investors are primed for moderation. This is a transition. Interest rates have showed us there's a transition from an economy that was struggling to an economy that's doing better. To let's take the juice away from the party. The low interest rates. It's a market that's transitioning. If you can't see that. Something's wrong with you. And it didn't happen overnight. Market statisticians will tell you otherwise. This is a tough market to make money in right now because it's transitioning. Defensive stocks are doing better. That's pretty obvious. That's where the money is to be made. Some people will go as far as to say the best asset class in 2019 will be cash. Stocks' yields look skimpy at 1.9% based on this year's dividends. Skimpy, I'm telling you. But the one-year treasury is, is is plump at 2.7%. That's not bad, right? Do you want to hold your money in stocks and get 1.9% or hold your money in cash, and treasury, IOU from the corporate uh, of the US Treasury. At 2.7%. For the first time in 10 years, cash is an asset class with a competitive yield. For the first time in 10 years, we could look at cash and go, ooh, mama. Hoochie. Ha, ha, You look good tonight. Are you wearing makeup? Cash, you look good. Hachi, Hachi. Thank you. Thank you. We needed a little more sound effect because I wasn't doing a good enough job on my own. Bank of America. Merrill Lynch is forecasting four more rate hikes from the Federal Reserve, leaving short-term rates at 3.5% when all is said and done. Which would you rather get, 35 or one9 If earnings aren't going to grow, you can't say a lot about stocks as an asset of choice. There's uncertainty right now of the U.S. and China. Will we avert tariff escalation or not? U.S. profit growth is poised to downshift to single-digit percentages. Next year, from twenty-two percent this year. Thank you, Mr. Trump, for that tax cut. Now, what you got in your pocket? I see something in your pocket. I want to see what is it? Oh, you just lint. Just lit? That ain't gonna do. So the roof, the roof is on fire. Do you have a financial plan? If not, do you kind of wish you had a financial plan? Are you with me or are you against me? Because you got to choose a side. This is a civil war. What are you going to do to make your ends meet in the investment community? It's a really, really good question, right? I don't want you to have an answer, and I don't want you to really rely on me. Stocks that look really attractive right now may not be attractive to you. You may go, Newfield exploration, aren't they an oil and gas producer? Yeah, and they're at a 52-week low. It's taking some risk out if you want to get into it. It's depressed relative to its peers. That stinks. When you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend who's always just the downer. So some people see that as a big winner going forward because it's already down massively. And oil prices, will they stay low? Will natural gas prices stay low? It's taking some of the risk out of it. Valero. Remember Ricardo Montaban and the fine Corinthian leather? I think he liked Valero. I think that was his favorite car. Oh, no, 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 no. That was Valari. Valari. Valero. It's an independent oil refinery. There's very few people who can refine oil. I can't do it. I've tried. I got myself a pretty kicking uh, filter system. And I'm trying to, like, still oil into gasoline and plastics. And I don't know how to do it. I've tried, I give up, you do it. And I just tip over the table and go, you do it. So now Valero, it's got heavy oil exposure, so it tends to kick a lot of cash back to shareholders. That can be a good thing in a down market or in a shifting market. I I, I like the company right now. Do I like it always? No, but the fact that it's a loser, it's down 13% this year. Hitting at 50, sitting at 52 week close. And I could always, whenever Valero's in the news, I can go, Volari, find Corinthian leather. You know, there's no such thing as Corinthian leather. He lied to us. Ricardo Montabon is a liar. So a lot of energy stopped. Thank you. Um, let's try that again. Ricardo Montabon is a liar. Thank you. Thank you. Ricardo Montabon is my baby's daddy. Okay, just- <laughs> there you go. That was pretty dramatic, right? I know you're saying Ricardo Montabon. What do you have against the Fantasy Island dude? It is Corinthian eleven lies. We started stack up all state insurance. Hey, they have a 136 million dollar pre-tax loss to Hurricane Michael. Sitting in a 52 week low. They've reduced their exposure to hurricane-prone Florida to less than 2% of their policy, so not so much. But they also have losses from the wildfires. Hey, the stock ain't going out of business. The company ain't going out of business, but it's sitting at a 52-week low. Trying to give you some ideas in a downtime. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Making plans for Naiju. Has this future in a British deal?
1: You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Making plans. You think.
1: Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. All people hi, hi, hi. I'm Rob Black talking to all, all things financial be. money invested in more. Markets are transition. That's not a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not going to go as far as to say you shouldn't pay attention, just go away. It'll all be okay. I don't know you. I I know that if you're in retirement or near retirement, this is not a great time for you. This is a transition that's even more stressful. As I get older, I want to work with professionals more and more because I don't want to deal with it. So I look at myself as a gardener of stocks and capitalism. It takes some work, right? It takes rain to make the tulips grow tulips are lovely but no rain they're just little dried up twigs so i want to give you five star performance every single day and it's not always possible the market's had a bad day yesterday they're closed day in honor and in observance of george bush president number 41 passing he was an old man and again it reminds you that yeah that's one of the reasons You invest because you're not a president of the United States, and you don't get those pensions, and you don't get those benefits, and you didn't come from oil money. Man, don't you wish you came from oil money? Like, what did your mom and dad do wrong sitting around being teachers all day? So, what I'm looking to do is have you beat the markets. And right now, what I'm going to tell you is look at your speculation and try to limit it. Raise a little bit of cash. Be patient. Understand that the data is pointing to slowdown. So you can't be Pollyanna. I don't even know what that means. Who was Pollyanna? But you want some value. And for years and years and years, large cap growth did great. Large cap growth, international growth did great, 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 great. rah raw, raw, raw. Rah, rah. And now it's time for value to do okay for a day, for a week, for a month, for a year, for 18 months. I don't know. I still like stocks. I still like being optimistic. But I also like being realistic. I like to be real resilient. So if there's a company that I liked that I bought higher, I'll buy it lower if I still believe in that company. There was an Asian crisis in 1998. There was a stock market correction in 2000 in the United States. We saw the Asian flu in 98. We saw a banking and saving and thrifts crisis in the early 90s. This isn't new to us. 2008, the subprime borrowers borrowed a lot of money. Banks said, you know what? We don't like that risk, so we're going to package a lot of them together and sell them to the investors. And that kind of was the downfall of Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. Is there a little bit of deja vu between 1998, the Asian flu, and 2008, 2007, which were difficult environments, even for value? There is. There is. Markets have rallied a little bit on the hope the Fed will pause. Oil prices are lower. There's some element of fiscal accommodation in the United States. Do you remember the taper tantrum where the Fed says we're going to taper off how much debt we buy of our own? And the United States government said, the Treasury said, we're going to print money and buy it from ourselves. <laughs> what? You can't make this stuff up. This is reminiscent of 1998. We've had an emerging market crisis. Then and now, this year we have an emerging market crisis with Turkey and Argentina. There's kind of a risk-off thing going on right now, nearly 30%. You know, uh, how much business do we do with China? A lot. So right now we have 75% of stocks trading below their 200-day moving average, which is a negative sign. And again, you got to go with this. But then again, you go like, hey, Waymo has officially launched the country's first commercial autonomous rideshare service. What, what, what? Typically right around Phoenix, Mesa, Tempe, and Chandler, Arizona. General Motors subsidiary Cruise is going to launch an autonomous service as well. But Waymo, out of Google, has launched an autonomous ride share service. So, look at the calendar 2018. Autonomous cars. It give customers rides and self-driving vehicles 24 hours a day. But it's very limited right now. We don't want people to die. We want to make sure this is good. The Waymo self-driving fleet has been in development since 2017. Why Arizona? Is it because it's flat? Is it because it's desert? Is it because they have good roads? I don't know. I'm not that smart. But right now, there is going to be a rider, sure. But there's also going to be an assistant, a support agent in the vehicle. But it's a race at this point in time. The pursuit of greater profits. Now, I've just given you something kind of positive to look at. In a negative down market yesterday, General Motors is saying that it's going to cost ride-sharing companies more than $3 per mile in San Francisco. But it's, it's all about pursuit of profits. GM thinks that number can get down to $1 per mile as bigger fleets of driverless vehicles get developed. So that story is out there, right? A lot of the Bay Area is losing out to cost of living. And you're hearing more and more about contractors. If you're a self-employed contractor, contact CFP Chad Burton. This is your year to really start getting your taxes correct. Glassdoor used to call Facebook one of the best places to work, of which I worked for some employers who were like, hey, please give us a good review at Glassdoor. I'm like, that's kind of odd. I'm not a Glassdoor kind of guy. I find it kind of just a weird place but Google contractors are demanding demanding higher wages equal benefits a lot of stress out there right now a lot of stress oh where are we gonna go so right now look at your portfolio feel comfortable with it and or don't be wise don't be prudent. Be prudent. Don't be reactionary. Is it a correction? I got more emails from panicked people yesterday than I have in a long time. That's typically a good thing, not a bad thing. Recessions happen. If if this is one, let it happen. If you're in retirement, you better have a plan and a financial planner. Find me online at RobloxShow.com